Hey, church, it's Pastor Mike. Welcome to my seven-minute almost daily podcast where we're just trying to adapt to the cultural changes that we find ourselves in, the stuff the pandemic has pushed upon us, pretty much unavoidable. But we're leaning in, trying to figure out how to get better. We call it ReChurch. What a great day. Spent the whole day out at Jerome High School with a bunch of other volunteers helping the, the team we hired to set up the stage for the He is King Vista Outdoor Celebration, which is this weekend. I put a couple links in the program notes section below so you can see some pictures of it. It is amazing. It's outside. All you got to do is drive in this Saturday and Sunday, Dublin Jerome High School, come rain or come shine. It's going to be a blast. We had a lot of fun out there today. I've never put something like that together and I love building stuff. So that was kind of a cool new experience. All right. A couple funny tweets before we get to number seven. All right. So a couple funny tweets from people about their kids. Uh, here's one thoughts and prayers for my son who thought it would be funny to tell me, quote, I'll get to it when I get to it, woman. <laughs> Yeah, but he needs some help. I <laughs> um, uh, lost my temper with my daughter because she wouldn't get dressed and told her she couldn't come downstairs till she changed out of her pajamas. She changed into another pair of pajamas. <laughs> Took my kids to the pediatrician yesterday and told her we've barely left the house in five months. She looked at me in all seriousness asked, and asked how much screen time they were getting. And I said, come on, doc, read the room. <laughs> I think that's great. Five-year-old on her kindergarten Zoom class. Teacher says, so what do you do before joining our Zoom class? Five-year-old says, my mommy hits me and says, do good. <laughs> and she, Then the mom with make, no makeup on bagel crumbs on her face, it, unexpectedly joining the Zoom class to say, she means I high-five her hand and tell her to do good. <laughs> All right, one more. Evidently, our 13-year-old thought prima donna meant anyone born before Madonna. <laughs> she says, please send oxygen. We can't stop laughing. Those are great. All right. Um, number seven in the uh, lineup of indicators that your Christianity may not be rooted in the gospel. We're talking about this because I have this deep concern as I look around at how Christians are interacting conversing, arguing, uh, differing, um, relating in ways that to me do not look distinctively different than anybody else in the world. And the world needs us to be salt and light, which means we need to be rooted in Christ and interacting in ways that are shockingly different and good. But the solution isn't to behave better. It's to get back to our roots. It's to, it's to re-engage with Christ and what he's done and what the gospel is and uh, just allow that to take root in our lives and overflow into this world. All right, here's the seventh one. It's confusing to you when you put out a great deal of effort and sacrifice 
and there is little or no reward or recognition that comes from it. You could look at it this way. When there is a lack of gratification or reward for your obedience, you lose the motivation for your obedience. Right? We are, it is so ingrained in our heads, this idea of ROI, return on investment. We evaluate everything we do based on what we get in return. When that slips into your Christianity, you've gravitated away from Christianity. This is not about leveraging our life in such a way that we maximize our lives. I would go as far as to say you can't be a Christian and maximize your life. That's not what we're called to do. We're called to give it up, give it away, sacrifice, to, to work for the other person's best at our demise. That, that's the example of Jesus. Our, our obedience is simply done because Jesus asked us to do it. Whether or not there's a reward is irrelevant, right? When Jesus says, this is what I want you to do, you just do it. You don't go, well, what am I going to get for that? Well, what's going to come back to me? Is that going to be beneficial? Is that going to make me stronger? Am I going to be even a better Christian if I do it? Then I'll do it. No, no. We don't get cherry picked like that. And here's why. As Christians, we already have our reward. We, we've been reconciled to God and know with 100% certainty that we will be with him now and forever. We, we know that the end of our life is in his hands. What we need is in his hands. We, we don't need to evaluate our resources and go, okay, do I have enough? Is this going to cost too much? Is this uh, going to take too much time? Uh, is it going to be worth it? No, we can we can very freely ask God, tell God we're available for whatever he wants us to do. And the reward, the return on investment, the gratification, uh, the sense of uh, accomplishment, none of that really matters. It's just a joy and a privilege to be his and to do whatever he asks us to do. You say, uh, Mike, yeah, but I don't feel that way. Uh, Jesus, quite honestly, is nice, but it, it's not enough. Knowing God and being reconciled and having certainty in my um, eternal life doesn't quite do it. Yeah, that's my point. You've gotten out of touch with the gospel and Jesus and God. Because when you know Jesus, when you experience the mercy of God, when you know the gospel, he is more than enough.